When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Roosters v Seagulls. Can the Roosters stay in the NRL? That is the question heading into this round. Will they still be in the NRL in 2024? That is what the pundits are asking versus the Seagulls. <laughs> uh, Tommy. 7.50 uh, at the SCG. Uh, Sua Wong drops, uh, replaces uh, the concussed Egan Butcher. So Wong will be in the side for Egan Butcher. Drew Hutchinson joins the bench for Jake Turpin. I thought Jake Turpin, very unlucky to be dropped. Only got seven minutes, I think, last week. Seagulls team news. Raymond Vanga replaces Tui Pilotu on the wing. And Travojevic, that is the bend, Travojevic, joins the bench. Smitty, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I think... um, Well, I said earlier, mate, the Roosters, they're just... There's something going on there. I, I can't really put my finger on it, but... The games I have seen live, I'll comment on the games I have seen live. I've seen a few. I've worked on a few of their games live this year. They just, they seem, you know, just lacking energy in all facets of the game, Kempi. All facets of the game. I watched them um, earlier in the season against Penrith. They just, they look like they didn't really want to be there. They look confused at times. Um, watching again last Thursday night against the Broncos. That, and, you know, I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Like they played the game physically, okay. So they, they were up for the they were up for the contest contest physically. They took it to um, Payne Haas. They took it to Carrigan. They took it all the big blokes and they roughed them up a little bit. But outside of that, they really did, had no answers. Like absolutely no answers for the Broncos. They tried some set plays. They tried you know trying to go through their middle and they just they just kept running into dead ends, dead ends. So I, I don't know whether it's you know, just an overall sort of issue that they're having there at the moment that, you know, they're just for some reason, you know, all not on the same page with their footy, whether they're down on energy, you know, you got to remember like this is a club that's, they've been up for a long time. Yeah. They've been up for a long time. They won back-to-back premierships in 18 and 19. They've lost a couple of key individuals and not just like, not just key individuals in the footy side, like some really important organizational players um, in their footy side as well who've got a lot of experience and all that sort of stuff that can help guide teams through tough periods and, and um, tough games. So they've had a fair bit go on. But when you look at their lineup on paper, they're a much better footy side than what they're showing at the moment. So, you know, I, I don't know if I can see them turning their form around that quickly in the space of a week. I'm going to go with the Seagulls on this one. Yeah, I think the Seagulls are uh, more desperate. Um, they've got more to play for. They can still make the eight. The Roosters, I think they just need a complete reset. I think that, and I've spoken about it before, but ever since the rule changes, they haven't really adapted to the game as well as I think they would have hoped. I think they recruited very strongly in favor of the 2021 rule changes, and it just hasn't seemed to work and click. I think uh, Trent Robertson just needs a complete reset, you know, almost – I'd almost like say give him a bit of a longer break in the off season as in all the players, everyone. I know that sounds like maybe you're being a bit too soft or whatever, but 
I, I, I agree with you, mate. I think that <clears> they, <throat> they just look like a team that were up for so long that they're just lacking a bit of energy. Like, for example, they came out against the Broncos and they were so much energy that it was yeah. it was so impressive. Yeah. But then when the game needed to go to another gear, they just didn't unfortunately have it in them. Yeah, they didn't have it, did they? And, and I think that they just look like a team that maybe – needs a refresher in the way they do things because you know better than anyone. At the, like, I'm sure at the Storm, every certain amount of years, you tried to refresh things. I know with the Broncos in 2005 going into 2006, Wayne Bennett completely refreshed the way we trained, our head performance, everything changed. And it was just to jog everyone into feel like they're coming into something new. Is, is that something that you guys tried to do at the, the Storm? Yeah, I think, you know, Craig did his best without, you know, sort of going away from the basics that he felt was important. You know, to, to build your game around and to build a good season, I think you tried to do things different ways and keep it a little bit fresh. Mm. You know, particularly, particularly for the older players that need a bit of a – when you're doing something over and over and over years and years and years, it, it does get a little bit monotonous. But um, they just need to play better. They're, they're a better side than what they're showing at the moment. And I do – going back to the, the um, Jake Turpin being left out of this match, like he only got a few minutes at the end of the game. I'd actually start him. Yeah, I agree. I'd I agree. start him at nine. And and either put either put Brandon Smith in the middle as a ruck player or bring him off the bench. Because he actually had a couple of good touches the other night, Brandon Smith, with the football. And he and he caused a, a few sort of, you know, little issues for the Broncos defensive line when he when he had a couple of like good runs. I don't know, I just think he's lost a bit of his impact, Brandon, starting as a starting nine. I, I just think that you know, if if, if they can find a a, a better way to to use Brandon, a more effective way to use him. I think they can they can get a lot more positive stuff out of him, and and off the back of him. I think you know Kiri, um, whoever's going to be playing seven for them long term, and Tedesco, they can they can find a, a bit more momentum and and some positive stuff off the back of Brandon Smith if he's used in a different way. Because I I just think chucking him. Chucking him out there at the start, making him play, you know, 65, 70 minutes, whatever he did the other night. I, I just think that you just don't get as much impact out of him. Mm. No, I, I agree, mate. I think that uh, Brendan Smith is the best momentum changer in the comp, in my opinion. He quick mm. play the balls. You go back to, you know, when you guys won the comp, mm. he was so vital. Whenever you're in a crunch and there was a bit of pressure and they were turning the screws, boom, he would just completely open it up. Yeah. But we'll head to the next game. Um I can't wait to see how the Seagulls respond to their... Obviously, they got the win last week against the Dragons. Yep. I'm, I'm not convinced yet with the Seagulls, but you've got to give them credit. Jeez, they've hung in there somehow, some way, to at yeah. least stay in the fight. And they're right on the edge, mate. They're right on the edge of finals. Like, if they... It, the only thing that's that's going to hurt them is their, their poor um, for and against. Like, mm. their points differential is negative 25. Mm. Although Canberra... Like, this is amazing. Canberra's fifth, and they got a... Points differential of minus seventy eight. How does that happen? Oh, I just don't wow. know. But if they if they have a win on the weekend, um, Manly, and let's just say, or oh, any one of South Cronulla, or the Cowboys lose, they're they're in the eight. Yeah, they're in the eight, and they just got to back it off of like they had plenty to play for the other week. Like they, yeah, you know, every team has plenty to play for every week, but the skipper played three hundred last week, Cherry Evans. So it was a big occasion for him. Now, Titans versus Warriors. How do you see this one uh, panning out, Smithy? Well, the Warriors, they had a week off, so they're going to be fresh. Um, Titans very brave across the weekend. Um, we, we mentioned their performance against the Cowboys and an upset of, of some sorts. 
But um, I, I, yeah, I just I, I think the Warriors are, are cruising at the moment. They're they're so confident. They're very happy. Um, the, the positive for Titans is they get to play at home again, and this will there'll be a big crowd here. I reckon they're yeah. playing Friday six o'clock. I reckon there'll be a huge crowd. It was funny last week at Seabus. There w- there was more people supporting the Cowboys than there was Titans. It no was weird, way. mate. It's weird. So the Titans scored. Tanner Boyd lined up to kick a goal, and like they were booing. Oh, yeah, there was like a boo going around the stadium. Oh, come on, Gold Coast. What's happening? What's doing there? But they might turn up in, in force. They, hopefully they turn up in numbers, the Titans fans, this week, because this, this is a big game, huge game for them. As I said, this is, they, they are one of the sides that are mathematically still in with a chance. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Now, oh, mate, incredible. Imagine if you're – has there ever been a side – this might be one for Tommy. Has there ever been a side, Tom, that has – Sacked their coach mid-season and gone on to play finals footy. That would has be that ever real. happened? Because you because when you're thinking of coaches being sacked mid-season, you're thinking sides that are just struggling to it, win games. Um, Twenty eighteen when the Panthers sacked um, Anthony Griffin. Oh Cameron, mate, they were top four. They, oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, they, they just limped in, didn't they? The yeah, finals. they were four, and then they. Um, no, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, technically, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they. Yeah, it's, very it's very, 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 very rare. It's very, very rare. They sacked him and they were sitting in the top four, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually think there probably will be more Warriors fans because there's a lot of Kiwis on the Gold Coast. There's a lot of Kiwis mm. on the Goldie. Uh, look, I think that the Warriors, if I'm the Warriors coach, I'm saying, boys, look what North Queensland happened to them last week. Yes. Yep. Don't be rolling in here thinking that it's just going to be easy because this is not the Titans of yesteryear. This is the Titans that, okay, every now and then they might have one of those poor performances. But yep. more often than not, at least this season – They've been really gritty, in my opinion. Yeah, and mate, and mate, like if you if you're Warriors as well, sitting top four, you're you're thinking, hey, like we've just come off a week, um, week off, we're fresh, let's now build for the remaining games of our season into this finals, and let's let's maintain our top four spot, mm. like maintain that top. Imagine imagine being in the Warriors team finishing top four, can be you're guaranteed a home final, Mount Smart. A home final, mate. Like, whether that be whether that be week two, or a prelim, yeah, incredible, oh, mate. Oh, it's huge. It, oh, it's massive because you go. All we need is like let's say you finished top four. You're basically you just need eighty minutes of great football at home, mm. and then all of a sudden you only need it becomes like a much easier task than going away. And having to like battle through, you know, the tough period yeah. of the finals yep. footy. Like if you get that first finals or whether it's the second finals. Yep. Um, look at the Cowboys versus the Eels. Now I know the Eels just pipped them at the end, but mm. geez, that was an advantage last year to have the Eels go up to the um, Cowboys home ground. Yeah. Oh, huge, mate. Like it's a, there's no doubt that playing home, playing in front of your home crowd is, is, a, is a positive. It's a bonus every time you do it, but let alone a, a huge match like that. And I can only imagine... As I said, a week two final or a prelim in week three of the finals at home, sold out Mount Smart. That would be so good. Be going off its head. Now, uh, our SEN League, same game multi, Warriors 1-12, to Charles Nickel-Klukstad and Dave Fafida, anytime try scorers, over total match points, plus 46.5. Total is 28-25. That's our SEN League, same game multi. We'll continue our round preview after the break. 
Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Let's dive straight into it. Panthers v Storm Smithy. Huge, huge game. How do you see this one playing? Big one. Probably, possibly the biggest one. Well, maybe equal with the next game, Cowboys v Broncos. But um, this is the proper clash of the heavyweights, isn't it? Ooh. Panthers, they, they did what they had to do last week, 24 blot. Um, and I guess the, the, the biggest takeaway of that is the zero against against the Sharkies. Um scoreboard which is it just shows why they are the best defensive team in the comp like mm. they they are just so hard to score against mm. if you want to score some points against Penrith you're going to have to come up with a pretty good game plan and and then you have to go and execute that game plan to try and pull apart their defensive line um the storm big winners in the end i was really pleased to see the form of Jerome Hughes Ooh. i think he's been a little bit quiet by his own standards this year but certainly um, the way he performed the other night against Parramatta. Now, I know Parramatta aren't playing at their best and they've got a couple of big guns out, but he um, he played with a lot of energy. He played aggressively and he ran the football, Kempe. Mm. That's, a, that's a really important ingredient of not just, you know, all the all the halves in the game. You want it, you, you don't just want, you need your sevens running the football, but particularly for Jerome Hughes, that's his weapon. Yeah. That's his weapon. When he's taking the line on, using that big right foot, splitting defences, He's a he's a he's a wonderful ball carrier. Um, I think that then it sort of trickles into the rest of his game. Mm. So it makes him see the game better. He 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 has a much stronger kicking game. His defence then um, is up to scratch. And you know, of course, you know Munster played strongly. I thought Harry Grant played um, a great game as well. And all the other troops followed. Does that what does that mean for this game though? Um, you know, looking but these guys only played each other, what, a month ago? If yeah, that was it yeah. three, four weeks ago. It was and it was played at Marvel. And so I was working down at that game and the storm just exploded out of the blocks. Exploded out of the blocks. It was fourteen nil after about twelve minutes or fifteen minutes. But after that, the Panthers just said, Righto, here we go. Mm. They just put it put it back into cruise control. Let's get our game done. No one's panicking. And they put on thirty four points. I think it was. And I think the only points that came the Storm's way after that 20-minute mark was a penalty goal to Nick Meaney. So it was like in the final 60 minutes of the match, it was 34-2. to two. Um, And now this game has moved onto Penrith Territory. As You know, I'm, 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 I want the Storm to win. I want them to play well. But I just think if we can't take care of Penrith in Melbourne... It's only going to be a tougher ask in Penrith, so yeah, I think I think Penrith might win this one. Yeah, just on the Hughes uh, performance, I think that because he was a fullback, and I do feel like a lot of fullbacks that transition into the halves sometimes struggle with. They come in and they keep that fullback running game initially, and then they get a bit too sidetracked with being because they're constantly told we need to work on a ball playing, ball yeah. playing, ball playing, setting ball up. Playing. Yeah, setting up, and they kind of get distracted by it to a degree and forget what is the best part of their game, which is their running game. And I think Hughes, it looked like on the weekend, he basically said, you know what? I'm just going to play the way I instinctually play rather than being a structured seven that everyone keeps talking about. Mm. Well, he's never been that, mate. Yeah. He's never been that. And when he's played his best football, um, you know, he's had high involvements with his running game. Um, You look back at any of the – you know, those successful periods for the Melbourne Storm, it's it's been off the back of Jerome Hughes running the football. Like, he finishes the game with 12-plus carries. Mm. 
you know, when, when you're half taking the ball into the line and being tackled 12 times, like you look at Nathan Cleary, right? Before he was injured, before he did that hamstring, he had, it was something like three or four consecutive games. This was leading into origin, right? Yeah. So he's just gearing himself up, getting himself ready. Um, He had like three or four games where he had 20 plus runs. Crazy. 20 plus runs. So that's when, when you, when you, when your key playmaker is asking questions of the defense that many times, like he's playing well and your team's playing well. Mm. And it's a really interesting uh, stat to look at because you look at the Storm, you look at, you know, the Panthers, you even look at Broncos with Ezra Mam and, and Reese Walsh to a degree. And then you look at the bottom tier teams, a lot of them don't run the ball, the halves. Like they don't mm. have a six or a seven that, for example, uh, you know, I hate to speak about the Roosters, but what's their, you've seen their six and seven this year. They just really don't run the ball that much. Um, mm. And I think in this new era of rugby league, you need your sixes and sevens to be able to get a quick play of the ball and break the line themselves because it's just such a fast pace of rugby league. Yeah. The, the interesting matchup, I, I think, is um, the, the news of, well, Zach Hos- Hosking, do you think he'll play in the centers? Like, he's been named there. Like, will he play there? Yeah, look, it, it's going to be, because uh, Olam's back. I would have loved to see a Tung or Olam battle, but I mean... Mm. Well, he's named in the reserves, isn't he, Tungor? Yeah, so I, and could play, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Like, because Zach, he's a, he's a he's a back rower. Yeah, and and also Penrith have some really good young like gun. I, I reckon if they were playing anyone other than Storm, they'd probably mm. bring in and debut a young gun center. Um, yeah. But if Hoskins is in center, Jesus is going to be a good matchup with Olam. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I just don't know. Like that that would be a target area for. For Melbourne, I believe. Oh, Olin's not back inside. Tonema Payer, didn't he do his hammy last week? Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good to go. Yeah. Oh, I thought he did and his Mary hammy And Marion Seve. Week. Yeah, Seve's there as well. But th- those guys are genuine outside backs. Oh, okay. And they've got a little bit of speed. They're not the fastest centres in the competition, but they've they've got a little bit of speed. But maybe maybe Hosking, is, he's played a bit of centre. I don't know. Yeah. But every, all first grade games I've seen him play, maybe our listeners know a little bit more, but... Every first grade game I've seen um, Zach Hosking play, it's it's been in the forwards yeah, it's and in a, the back row. Uh, yeah, mate, if he does play well at, at centre, geez, his value is going to go through the roof because <laughs> he'd be on probably not not that much at the moment, Hoskins, but no. he's been outstanding for him. Um, now, let's get to the next game, Cowboys versus Broncos. How do you see this playing out, Smithy? Um, well, it would have been a little bit harder, I think, you know, coming off a, a Cowboys win. But they were they were well below their best last week. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anyone would deny that fact. The Broncos though flying. Um, I think the Broncos. They're just they are playing with. Well, they're they're loving their footy at the moment, right? They they they're enjoying it. They're they're laughing. They're carrying on. They're you know, having good fun on the footy field. But I tell you what, they're doing. They're backing it up with like their actions on the field as well. Mm. They're looking so strong with the football. Everyone knows their job. They're running the right lines. They look powerful. Like the other night, like we spoke about the Roosters. They took it to them with the first 15. But after that, like some of the carries that we've seen from their players, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the same old names in, you know, the big blokes in the middle, but like Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnworth, you know, Selwyn Cobbo, like all of these guys, they're just, they are giants. Mm-hmm. And they're all fit. They all look healthy. They look energetic. And they're just playing with so much positive energy. And then off the back of that, Kempi, 
when they're not running over people or making themselves real hard to tackle, they're backing it up with a brick wall-like defense. Yeah. They're so hard to break as well. So they're a couple of really important ingredients to a successful footy side. I think they'll be really looking forward to this one. I think, you know, speaking about Kevy, you know, earlier about, you know, getting this team up and getting the, the, the town um, all hyped up about the Broncos, I reckon he'll be stirring these players up too about this sort of Queensland derby and going up to Townsville and sort of being the party poopers. Oh, mate. Cowboys versus Broncos, it's it's almost like a guaranteed golden point game. It's just, The last mm. 10 years or so, it's just like, remember Milford and Thurston oh. battles? and Yeah. Um, yep. You know, so I think it's going to be a cracking match. The Broncos, they just can't get caught up in the hype. They've got the seam. They've proven themselves this year. It's all there. Yes. The ingredients are there. The one thing a young team struggles with usually is is the hype. Now, Penrith Panthers obviously bucked that trend, but mm. the exception doesn't prove the rule. So Broncos have just got to find a way to go, guys, we're not there yet. We haven't done anything. Re- like, I mean, done something. It's been a great yeah. year. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we don't, you know, go deep into the finals, it will just be forgotten as a, a year that could have been. Yeah. Um, how, mate, how do they go about that? Like, so when you were a young fella and, you know, you played in some very good Broncos sides, who would be the guys in charge? Was it the coaches? Was it the senior players? Like, who was it that kept you level-headed? It was a mixture of both. Wayne Bennett was really good. I remember we were going on a run in uh, 2008 and basically, you know, I I was still playing good footy, but there were just like one or two things where I either hesitated or, Mm -hmm. you know, took not necessarily the wrong option, but I just didn't execute the way I was executing a few games before. And Wayne Bennett called me into his office and he just said, mate, I don't want you to pick up another newspaper for the next four weeks. Really? Yeah. And so it wasn't like I was sitting there reading about myself all the time. But it just put me, you know, on notice to go take a step back, Denon, re like recenter yourself and just mm-hmm. go back to what you know you've done well. And that's what I think Kevy's got to strike that balance between celebrating these big wins for sure, but in a really uh, subtle way, reminding the boys like nothing's been achieved yet. Really yeah. hasn't, you know, all of yeah. this can just be nothing. It can be a nothing year. And I think that's a mix. And I think Renault will be really good at that because he's been so experienced in finals for so long. Mm. But it's a really it's a it's a tightrope app because you don't want to be you know a Debbie Downer every week on Monday and you know <laughs> some coaches like they go oh, I'm just going to blow up and blow up at them to keep you know them honest and then players are like are you serious like we won big like I want to enjoy me footy yep. um, a real tightrope in regards to the Cowboys it is such an important game because if they go in and get you know beaten substantially by the Broncos their confidence I reckon will just take a massive hit because it will say to them oh we aren't on that level yet. Um, yes. So it's really important that maybe if they don't win, even though I think they can, if they don't win, it's really important they put on a good showing for themselves because if you go down to Titans, lose to Titans, and then get beaten well by the Broncos, yeah. you know, confidence can be a real fickle thing. Um, now, yeah, well, mate, coming off last week and just quickly, like if, if, if um, you know, being comfortable was, was an issue um, or complacency was an issue, it, it can't be this week. Mm. It, it just cannot be. Like you're playing against a team coming second. You're playing against a side that a lot of people are saying are, are premiership threats to the competition. So I'd like to think that they're going into this game, you know, knowing that they have to be at their very best. Mm. And the energy needs to improve from what they did last week. So I'm sure there'll be a better showing from the Cowboys. I just think that the form of the Broncos at the moment might be a bit too strong for them. I'm thinking a tight one, Smithy. I'm thinking a really tight Ooh. match. And I'm thinking game of the round. Uh, after the break, we're going to continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Let's get straight into it. Dolphins v. the Knights. And, geez, having the Knights turned into a 
almost a, a, a story for the ages if they could fight their way into the eights. It's just been so exciting to watch them almost, you know, turn back the clock. They look like a Steel City night side at the moment. How do you see this one playing out, Smithy? Yeah, no changes, mate. No changes. They're playing some great footy, so no reason for Adam O'Brien to, to bring anyone new or mix up the footy side. Can't be... The same can't be said for the Dolphins, though. They've got a few changes um, in their footy team. This is over in Perth. This is a doubleheader, first of two games um, over at Optus Stadium in Perth. This is 5.30 Saturday. Uh, I think that I think Newey continues winning. Yeah. I think they've, they've hit a bit of a wall, the Dolphins. I thought they were a good chance on the weekend playing in Bundy, but they just, you know, going down to the um, the doggies who, you know, they, they clawed and scrapped for a, a, a tight victory in the end, but... Yeah, there's just something about Newey. They're, they're on a bit of a roll at the moment, and particularly KP, like he's just playing some great footy. Yeah, we, we've said on the show, look, he's, he's, he looks happy. He looks settled now, back playing fullback. He's enjoying his football, which is a big thing for, for him, um, you know, being that type of guy, like when he settled and got everything you know, in the right area you know, mentally and he's feeling good and feeling you know, positive about the way that, that he's playing. Um, he's really hard to stop. So I've got I've got the Knights chalking up another victory. Yeah, I um I really like what the Knights have done this year. Everything that's gone against them. And, you know, even guys like uh, we had a text earlier, uh, Fitzgibbon. Lock, uh, here's a text. Dear Cameron Denon, how is Lachlan Fitzgibbon ending up going to Super League? He's way too good for a team in NRL not to pick him up. What happened here? Uh, it It's such a good, and, you know, that aside, I agree with you. He, he's really hit his career best form. But he's a really good example of, you know, he's been solid for a while, but this year they've got multiple players playing, you know, arguably their best. Tyson Brazell, mm. Tyson Gamble, Hastings been outstanding, Ponga, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. And I think Adam O'Brien deserves a lot of credit for that. You know, I know it's been a rough year and, and mm. you know, he was under a lot of pressure, but I think we're finally starting to see a turning point for the Newcastle Knights. Now, I may be regretting my words, but I just think that they've played with so much grit. And it, you go back to the game uh, on the weekend against the Raiders. Mm. What I loved the most about it was the 79th minute, the game is over. It's won. They've dominated the Raiders. They were pulling off – the Knights were pulling off try-saving tackles in the 79th yep. minute. And that tells yep. me these guys are committed to principles regardless of results. And that is a good footy side. Yeah, it's always a good sign, mate, isn't it? A really good sign because it, it, it shows that it, it means something to them. Mm. Um, where many people would say, oh, look, it, you know, he didn't have to make that tackle. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't change the result. Well, it, it does matter because what what that what that means is like they're, they're wanting to create good habits. Because mm. if you're okay with letting that go, what's going to happen when when you're behind on the, on the scoreboard and it's actually you're in a tougher game and you've made more tackles and you're feeling a little bit, little bit more tired, you've done more running and all this sort of stuff, are you still going to be able to go and make that tackle? It's all, it's all training yourself to, to create that good habit so it happens naturally. Mm. You know what I mean? So make the, make the play when you don't need to do it because when you do need to do it, it, it happens automatically for you. So like I said, there's a lot of good signs with Newcastle at the moment, at, you know, Maybe they have now just gone, oh, now, like, we get it. We, we understand what Adam O'Brien's been trying to build here. We believe in it. Um, belief, in a, belief in a game plan and belief in a coach can do some wonderful things. Yeah. Like for sporting, not just footy sides, like any sporting team. When everyone is on the same page and they believe in what they're doing, 
it can make a huge difference. And it just looks like they're doing that at the moment. If the, if they're fair income, Kempi, like they should be traveling over to the West thinking this is a game we will win. Yeah. That should be the mindset for the Knights this week. Mm. I agree, mate. I agree. Now, Rabbitohs v. the Sharks. How do you see this? What an important game for both teams. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If, if Sharkies lose, I reckon they're out of the eight this oh, weekend. Don't say it, Smitty. That's heartbreaking, I, mate. I, well, well, I'm just trying to be honest, Kempy. Oh, you're breaking. I don't like to muck around with our listeners. Mate, I live in the Shire. I'm, someone's going to hurt me now. You're going to have to look, move. <laughs> you're gonna have to, it shouldn't be hard. Just sell that big eight-bedroom oh, mansion you've yeah, bought on the bloody, yeah. what is it, on the Esplanade oh, or where is give it? Give me a break, mate. I'm just <laughs> I a, reckon it's bigger than Paul Gallon's oh, house. Oh, give me a break. I'm just a butler in a small unit, mate. <laughs> Tiny unit. I don't even have a car park. I, I, I park two k's down the road and oh. run home, mate. <laughs> oh, is that when you? Is that when they? Everyone, all the locals. Yeah, I was running home, run. mate. I was oh, running right, home. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but mate, no. Listen. In all honesty, I think um, they're gone, mate. Like if if they don't win, they're gone. They're out of the eight this week. Because mm. I think I think, well, I've said I think Manly and Newcastle will win. Yeah. So if if that if that's the case, and the Sharks get beat by the Rabbits, then they're gone. Both teams will jump jump them this weekend. Mate, it's, what a what a what a what a it, it's a they've yeah it's 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 a big fall isn't it? I mean when they were going so well, it's uh, like Crape it's given is really getting a dose of, you know it's not all sunshine and roses. He comes in, yeah. kills it, and yeah. Fitzy he's been working his backside off, yep. and just no matter what he tries and what he does, it just doesn't seem to cl- be clicking at the end of the year. And uh, because all of his decisions he's made, they make sense. I probably would have made the same decisions. Um, and yet it just doesn't seem to be clicking for them. Everything that, like, for example, their star player goes away to origin and all of that happened. And it's almost like if you're Fitzy, you're sitting back going, oh, God, like I'm glad he got his origin debut. But, you know, yep. was that best for his season at the moment for the Sharkies? I'm not sure. And, mm. mate, I, I, I feel for Fitzy. I really do. I think it's yeah. um, tough. Mate, they haven't, got a, they haven't got a great record either. Um the Sharkies against the Rabbits. I think it's one from their last five mm. that they've won as well. So not a great sort of matchup for them in in the in the best of times. And they've, of course they've lost their fullback for the rest of the season, Will Kennedy. So there's a change there as well. Um, yeah, late season change. I don't know how that affects their attack. And yeah, I I, I just think that Rabbitohs another week for Latrell um, back in the side. You know, feeling feeling better, feeling fitter than what he was last week. Everyone around him feeling a little bit more comfortable with his presence. I think the Rabbitohs get this one. All righty, we're going to head to a break. And after the break, we're getting to Eels Dragons and Raiders Tigers. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get into it. Eels v. the Dragons. Dylan Brown returns at 5-8 for his first game since two, uh, since round 13. Lemmy Lemu. Comes onto the wing. Offo Ngaway, Madison, Lusick have all been named to start. Widamu Greg also returns from a foot injury for the Dragons. Debellin out suspended. His replacement yet to be named. No other changes. Yeah, big out Jackie Debellin with that uh, with that hip drop charge. Um, I'm thinking Eels. Just return of Dylan Brown, I think, makes a huge difference to this footy side. You, you could see the, the absence of Brown mm-hmm. over the last little bit. Um, and listening to Brad Arthur speak last week about, you know, his potential return this week, you know, he spoke about that he's, he looks great at training. He's fit. He's rock hard fit. He's raring to go. And that 
you know, his mindset should be about repaying his teammates. Yeah. And he said it, you know, sort of just it it wasn't a, it wasn't like a it wasn't a, like a just a little sneaky remark he just i think it might have been sending a little message back to Dylan Brown as well mm. just to say mate look you know what's happened this year and it's it's caused us a little bit of grief so you need to repay all your all your teammates and your fans now with some strong performances to finish the year so um yeah i i, I think eels too strong the Yields are desperate for a win here. Like this is season defining because because if they if they don't beat the Dragons, they're going up to play the Broncos next Friday, which will be obviously yeah. a tough travel. Uh, so I I think the Eels uh, and if they don't win well, I'll be a bit concerned for them to be honest. They're facing the Dragons that second at the bottom of the ladder. They don't have DeBellin. Uh The Eels obviously have their starting spine back together. Uh, Hands obviously has to replace uh, Hodgson uh, midway through the year. Yep. It is really like. This is their season right now. There yeah, is well, no other way to describe it. Yeah, well, mate, they've they've got four games left of the season. Like they they finish. I think it's their last round is a bye, so like they've got four games, and it's got to be, you know, the, the the best four games that they've got in them to finish this season to have any chance of finishing um, in this top eight. Like they're, they're still there, like you can't just put a line through them yet because they're on twenty four points. They're they're only. They're only a game outside of the eight, Kempi. Yeah. Um, they're only a win outside of the eight. So you can't say they're gone as yet. But with every loss, um, it just makes it that much harder. And, and again, this is this is a game. There's certain games you look at during the year where it's a matchup. And, and, you know, this sort of – this half contradicts a little bit what we've been talking about being a tight season. But I, I truly believe this is a game that Parramatta should be thinking, we, we have to win this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they really need to go out and 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 have that attitude to say like we're winning, we're winning this game. We're beating St George. We're at home. We've got um, you know, one of our key players back. We need to win it. And I'd almost be heading into this week for the Eels, and I'd be saying our finals start this week, like finals footy for us. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's this week. Now. Yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah, it's do or die for them, isn't it? Hundred percent. You got yeah. Knights and Manly playing good footy. You got two Knights and um, Manly are playing better footy than the Eels right now. So it's not like you're, you know, it says you're one win outside the eight, but you got two guys ahead of you by one point because of that bizarre draw. So it's actually worked <laughs> against you, even though they've got good um, uh, differential because they drew that game. It's actually hurt them um, that they drew that game. So yeah, the Eels they've got to get it. In regards to the Dragons, I mean, what a uh, look! I, I really appreciate. I thought they actually showed a lot of fight last week, but yeah. What a disaster year, to be honest. Yeah, well, the, well the last week they just didn't have the class, did they? Yeah. Um, to take it to Manly. And, and yeah, they've, they've got you know, a lot of good players. And their skipper, as I said, playing their 300th, they had a lot to play for. And he's playing some some of the best football that he's ever played. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a very, very rough season for uh, the Dragons. I'm sure they're all looking forward to getting this season done and dusted, getting the new coach in. And starting from scratch. Now let's get to the next game: Raiders versus the Tigers. Now, I wouldn't. I don't think it's alarm bells yet for the Raiders, but I do think there's be some nervous collar grabbing going. Oh, geez, they are. They're sitting 28 points. You know, you've got six, seven, and eight on 26, so they're they're pretty comfortable, pretty. 
But, I mean, this is an absolute no-question must-win for them because then if they lose this game, they make the end of their season an absolute nightmare it doesn't have to be. Well, they follow this one up with a game against the Storm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and that's down in Melbourne. So they, they, they want to get themselves ready. They want to be playing, you know, treat this game like they're playing the Storm. Yeah. Simple. Mm. Like, don't just think, oh, well, it's the West Tigers. They're running last. Blah, blah, blah. Mate, I'll tell you what the Tigers will be doing. They'll be out to take a few scalps. Absolutely. They'll be out to take a few scalps. I know I would be if I was in their position. I'd be thinking, hey, listen, we're not playing finals. Let's just – let's let's cause some grief. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for, for, for anyone we're playing, it doesn't matter. I don't care where they're sitting on the ladder. Well, particularly those ones up in, in finals contention. Let's just cause some grief. Well, Smitty, so they're going to – yeah, sorry, mate. Go. I was gonna say I've picked them for an upset. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Really? I I thought they were good last week. I thought they yeah, a yeah, few yeah, calls yeah, and yeah. a few errors. I actually picked them for an upset. I think the Raiders, they they've had so they had the the last five minutes against the Warriors really saved them from looking from getting absolutely demolished. Yeah. Then they got completely dominated by the Knights. Like they're in a bit of a a tough spot mm. right now. The Raiders. And yeah, I, Barney. Yeah. I, I look. I I think that they'll still probably squeeze in the eight, but. They've got to find some form. They are not the team they were four to five weeks ago, and I think they look a little bit tired, if I'm being honest. It's been such a gritty and grindy year, and it's such, yeah. been such a great year. Don't get me wrong. It's been a great mm. year for the Raiders. Mm. But these the problem is, is like Manly and Knights are like starting to hit a bit of – especially the Knights, they're hitting a bit of form. Yeah, You don't want to be the team that's like looking over your shoulder and having to win the last two games and things going your way. So huge game for the Raiders. Huge game for the Raiders. Yeah, big one, mate. They got – as I said, like they've got Melbourne next. Um, after that, they're playing. Well, they're playing the doggies. Doggies in the similar situation to West Tigers. They just want to cause some carnage. Yeah, mate. But then they got Broncos um, in the second last round. Then the Sharkies, which the Sharkies could be playing for their season. So huge finish for the Raiders. Absolutely. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get our round twenty-three final tips.